As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazet. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. Well, welcome listeners to the newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm here with Randy. How are you doing today? I'm great, Kristen. What's happening? Well, you know, I'm, I'm excited because we're starting a whole new um, podcast series. I know. I'm, I'm excited about this series as well, and, and the fact we're launching it, and then what's the setup for today? I mean, as I look around the room, I can't wait for our audience to meet everybody you, and hear you, what's on. You have like your favorite people in the world I mean, here today. We could do this for a long time. I really enjoy it. This is going to be one of my favorite times. It is. You know, and I love about the podcast that we do because it is always ministry focused, but it's it's not just ministry. It's the very practical relational side. And part of ministry is family and marriage. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you separate those into parts? You really? can't. That's, that's right. That's actually part of why we would bring a topic like this to the table because is real talk and as you said that's part of the heart of this podcast for me i've just always wanted to invite pastors kind of into the green room if you will and let's talk real talk about ministry and issues and and in all of that to hear things that we've learned things that we're still working on and uh things that we still have questions about so it's it's going to be real and today's going to be even real with the people that I'm the most real with. I mean, yeah. this, this is the inside scoop here. So. It is. And, you know, and I love the topic today. We're going to be talking about healthy family relationships and, and ministry. And, you know, that's a topic that you and Amy, your wife, are, are talk about with pastors and leaders all the time. All the time. And so it is just as much a part of your ministry as pastoring and all of that. And so to help us today, not only do we have your family that we'll introduce in just a minute, but we've got your lovely wife, Amy. How are you doing? I am good. Honored to be here today Where's my favorite there? guest <laughs> yeah, you better say that. <laughs> she, she better I be better your favorite guest well she That's told right. me before you better say that so i'm just yeah. uh, well amy we're so glad to have you here and we always appreciate your heart and your passion for family and healthy marriages and healthy parenting and kids and i know that's been a big ministry in your life throughout your your ministry with randy together yes you know i i I think it's an honor that we get to parent our children in ministry. And I think the greatest thing that I've learned in parenting and growing up a family in ministry is just that they're not a distraction from something greater, that they're a calling that God has called us to. And so it's just an honor to be a mom to this incredible family and a wife to Randy. So oh, I think what you said, there. but no, what you said is, is huge. It's not a distraction yeah. from the yes. thing that God has called you to. Right. It is the number is one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is the number one calling. And I think in ministry, it's so hard to remember all of that and to keep all of that balance, which I don't necessarily think it's problems to solve. It's kind of a phrase we use around here a lot, but attention to manage. Right. And it's managing the tension between ministering the family and keeping them healthy mm -hmm. and yet doing the thing that God has also called us to, mm -hmm. which is pastoring a church or leading a ministry or in some cases, you know, these are business leaders that are listening to the podcast. So it's running my business. Mm -hmm. But 
but that's something that we're also called to, but it's first our family. Yeah. And I love the way you said that. Yeah. It's it's not in addition, it is the thing. It is the thing. Yeah. yeah. You can it do is. it all together and do it, it successfully. Well, and speaking of doing it all together, this podcast today <laughs> is the entire Bizet family. Yes. What? Yes. So for those of you listening, uh, we are in a big room here right now because we've got, you guys have quite a few kids. It's it just not, keeps growing. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. And you know, with marriages and all of that, they keep growing. So um, Jordan, why don't you introduce yourself and, and all of the um, kiddos that are here. Um, tell yeah. us, okay, wait, I want to do something fun. Okay. okay. Because I mean, we could go, hey, I'm Jordan and I'm the oldest oh, and boring. things like that, but yeah, that's okay. boring. Um, so <laughs> let's give our listeners like a little insight into your life. Okay, Randy, I know your like favorite dessert in the world is ice cream. Am I am I correct in that? Like if, if you're gonna go off the wagon, you're going with ice cream. I'm gonna do ice cream. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor. Well, what, what, do I get to answer? No, not no. yet. You have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was a big deal around here, but. <laughs> no, you gotta wait. Favorite ice cream flavor. Uh, there's these things called Yasso bars at Publix. And it's it's this Greek yogurt, but ice That's cream bars. No, 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 no. It is like real deal ice cream. They have one that's vanilla ice cream with a chocolate crunchy coating on the outside. And sea salt caramel is what it's called. Sea salt caramel one too. What? I can eat ice any ice cream in the world and it's not as good as that. I mean, it He's is right. so And then the macros <laughs> work for ice cream, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's healthy somehow. But so it, it like doesn't count as calories. I eat a whole it. box of it and right. it's the best. Yeah. Uh, thank you for turning me on to that, by the I way. You. Yes, you helped me a lot. <laughs> I feel like I need to go to Publix after this <laughs> right. and pick some up. They're so good. Oh, and Jordan, sitting next to you is your lovely wife. My lovely wife, Sable. Yeah, I'm Sable, and um, it, that's not real ice cream. Let's just be they, honest. Yeah, it's like Greek yogurt. No, it's Greek yogurt. I choose between three. I choose between Cherry Garcia, American Dream, and Tonight Dough. So those are like my go-tos. Oh, the Tonight that Dough, though. It is so good. But see, Sable and I, yeah. Yeah, they're These bad two together, together are horrible. They're we'll be like bad. driving yeah. anywhere, and they'll be Sable will be like, Let's get ice cream. And I was like, yeah, we're going right now. And no one else wants it, but they forced the whole I will family. say the last three years almost now, since you guys have been married, me eating clean has become more difficult. <laughs> You're welcome. And I'm not your age. So it, it does it not impact a good influence with sweetness <laughs> on our family, no. for sure. So I love this question. There's <laughs> my answer. Is we're all going to go get ice cream after, yeah. after yeah. this podcast. All right, and then we also have the BZ's beautiful daughter here. Emily, how you doing? I'm good. I'm yes. good. My favorite flavor is milk and cookies. Ooh. That's my go-to. Is yeah. that like a cookies and cream? I don't sort think I've ever of, had it. It has like, well, I don't even know what's in it. It has a bunch of cookies. Does it flavors. have Greek yogurt? Mm-mm. No, it's ice cream. <laughs> no. Well, actually, it's I don't even know stuff. if it's ice cream. It says milk and cookies, so I... I don't. It's I don't definitely know. Vanilla it's definitely ice cream. Uh, vanilla ice cream. Right? But is it like is it like Oreo cookies or is so it like cookie dough? There's like Oreo cookies and there's like cookie dough and there's like some sugar cookie in it and, and then there's like, like fudge or something. It's oh yeah, really almost good. like a half baked. It's like a half baked cookie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I really wonder how many good. people are pausing the podcast right now <laughs> to go get ice cream. <laughs> I know I'm ready to, to like that. take a break and go get some. <laughs> All right, who else we got here today? Uh, my name is Dylan. I'm the third son, and my favorite flavor 
It's just the classic chocolate chip cookie dough. We go see a movie and each get a pint of ice cream and sneak and it into the movie. You sneak no. it into the movie. That's actually a brilliant idea. Instead of right, save a little bit. We're trying to. I'm ready for the movie theaters to reopen. Now we're gonna try. Amy, Amy, our rule follower. Yeah, Amy, tell who the rule follower is. And who's the rule breaker? Well, do we want to get into that topic right now when no, it comes to movies? No, we're resolution yeah. in another yeah. episode. Okay, we're going to so talk we'll about that. Pa- All right, pause let's, that. let's we'll put that, that on the talking about <laughs> exactly. list. You know? yeah. We'll pause that. And so you, uh, Randy and Amy, y'all have three sons. So Jordan and Dylan, and then we also have yeah, Connor. 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 So uh, I'd say my favorite ice cream, got to be anything like Reese's or peanut butter. And like vanilla ice cream, uh, go to every time. All right, Pe- mm-hmm. peanut butter and chocolate, or just peanut butter? Like you need the combo. Vanilla ice cream, but if it has chocolate in it, I'm not against it. Okay, all right, yeah. okay, uh-huh. all right. And then next to you is the newest member of yes. that yeah. crew. Yes. Yeah, my name is Brooke. I'm Connor's wife, and I love the Tonight Dough as well. But I also love mint chocolate chip. Anything mm, so. can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's your like classic yes. go-to any ice cream store you go into. Yeah, I know that's adventurous. gonna be good. Yeah, that's Connor, it. you're a mint mm-hmm. chocolate chip guy. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't choose the same. Flavor. I know that's her favorite. <laughs> you know, so we we can't you're do so that. You're so sacrificial. I know. I know. And, and you guys, how long? Y'all y'all just recently got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many? Almost three months ago. Almost three months. So we have three years and three months. Right. That's true. y'all been three years. Three years in June. In June. Oh my goodness. Crazy. Wow. I know. It's it's crazy. It goes fast. Yeah. Of course, the whole last year was just a blur. Right. So, so that yeah. one just kind of mush mush right. together. But. <laughs> okay. So Randy, now it's your turn. What's your favorite ice cream? Well, um, I, I, it's hard to pick because I do love ice cream <laughs> so much. I'm a tonight dough kind of person. Love it. The milk and cookies. We stumbled into that. That's a good one. But the Yazo bars, now that I've found. Fake. Ah, it's because they're healthy fake. and they can just no, try it. No, they're so I'll have to try it. They're good. And so uh, here's my problem with the Yazo bars, which is actually a plus, an advantage. You can't just eat one. So I normally will eat two. And I'm still like way off the grid compared to a pint. I can't stop once I start. <laughs> You'll go through the, the whole, whole pint. Like, I'll just eat half and save half for later. No way. <laughs> We're going to kill it. Amy, what, I, what is your favorite ice cream? We saved like the best for last yes. because I, I have a feeling this is going to be good. So I feel very left out in my family many nights of the week because, believe it or not, I do not like ice cream. So, so it's always so sad. I know. We all mourn for her. I feel very left out. So for many years, Randy used to be frustrated that I didn't like ice cream. He's like, maybe when she gets pregnant, she'll want ice cream. Did you crave ice cream? Never did. No, we didn't make never, the midnight run did. to go get so, ice cream or something. No, but now he has plenty of people to share that passion with. Oh, but let's be honest. So what she does like, though, like if, if I have the tonight dough ice cream. or the Yazo bar, uh, she wants the treat. So she'll eat all the chocolate off my Yazo bar. <laughs> well, then it's yes, not good. But I then mean, you get three. You know, you have two for yourself, and then I'll eat the chocolate off the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of weird, right? You know, or the tonight dough. She'll eat just the the like the treats out of the ice cream, and so I just ice cream for me. That's just not. I haven't done. I know. You should, just, I you just should do away. the tubs of the edible cookie dough while Which, they do 
ice cream. So they, they actually started coming home with, they have this little bag oh. that is little pieces of cookie dough. So they'll bring that home to me sometimes. Well, um, all right. So so we, uh, for those of you listening. It was a great podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us <laughs> today. enjoy your ice cream tonight when you choose it. Um, but we want to jump into some really just real conversation. And I just want to thank um, you guys for being a part of this and speaking just really honestly on behalf um, of, you know, there's probably families and pastors and ministry leaders and moms and business leaders that are listening and they've got kids. And, and for them to hear your heart and your honesty in growing up in ministry and difficult things, I really believe it's going to help them even connect more with their kids. I agree. And so I just thank you guys so much for um, being here and getting up early to record this podcast. Um, So we're going to jump into some conversation and I'd love to kind of start with all the kids first and and really just kind of ask you guys, what are some, you know, y'all are all different ages. You know, two of you guys are married. Um, Emily, you're still in high school. Dylan, you're in college. Um, but growing up with, your, you know, your dad as a pastor um, and for the daughter-in-laws that have kind of come in, what are some challenges that y'all have, have kind of faced and, and have had to work through as a family um, being in uh, um, where, where it's family and it's ministry together? And, and you can't, as you guys kind of said earlier, you don't really separate it. It is what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. So whether it's ministry or leading a business, but God's called you to that and he's also called you to parent and raise children, but that comes with some challenges. And so I thought it'd be good to kind of kick off with just some, what are some of those challenges that you've had to overcome and share, if you don't mind, share a little bit with our listeners um, of what you've done and maybe what your parents have done to help through that. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the hardest things growing up as a PK for all of us was like, and I hear it a lot from others, pastors, kids, is this glass house that you live in. You feel like, you know, you feel like everyone uh, is keeping their eyes on you. They think that, you know, you got to be prim and proper and for lack of better terms, perfect, even though that's not what they're expecting. Like, I remember in seventh grade, I was at the movie theater with my friends and they were acting a fool in the theater. And I get home and these people had called my parents to let them know, hey, your son's friends were acting crazy in the movie theater. So it's like, man, just let me be in middle school and have fun, you know? Right. And that was the hardest part. But also that I think that did help keep me grounded several times because I knew people are watching. And though I went off the beaten path a little bit at times, it did help me not act too, too crazy at times. I knew people were watching. So it's really like it's it's a it's a burden and a blessing at the same time to live in the glass house. Yeah, but you know, like that's a lot of pressure, yeah. especially oh, yeah. as a as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to figure out who God's called you to be. For sure. But you've got the pressure of people and mm-hmm. what they think you should do, who they think you should be, how they think you should live. How did you guys navigate that? And I mean, and as parents, how did you help them? It's just so unfair, you know, living in a glass house because there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to be yourself because everybody can see in. And uh, that, that really was a tension. I, I wasn't raised in ministry, so I don't, I don't know the tension of that. So I know it was unnecessary pressure. Whether people meant it or not, oh, yeah, they, 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 they still were living in that glass house. And the fact that they would call us and let us know that they're acting crazy at the movie theater, they're middle schoolers. You know, they didn't break a law. They didn't pushing the old people down or you know what i mean i hope not (laughs) not that they saw yeah right but i mean what was wrong with them just being teenagers you know and and that it was hard and 
I, know I think it was just having a lot of conversations as well with them and us assuring them, we just want you to be who you feel like God is calling you to be. That, you know, other people will come in and have plans and things for their life, but that they need to hear from God what God is asking them to do. And so it's enjoying life. It's keeping open communication with your kids when they're struggling or when they've done something or, or whatever, and just loving them through that. And I think I've realized that um, Devin Fry said this, and it was kind of a, I, uh, Devin Fry is a PK as well. And he, he said that sometimes God becomes your kid's boss before he becomes their savior. And so you have to give, because they're growing up in a glass house, they're growing up with, you know, um, rules and expectations that are put on them. But sometimes they don't even know where they stand with the Lord. They don't even know if God is their Savior and they believe in what they've been raised in. So as a parent, you have to give them space to find that out for themselves too and just surrender them to God in those moments that maybe they're acting crazy or choosing things that, you know, you you don't want to see them choosing or whatever and just surrendering your kids to the Lord in that. Uh, to, to me, I think the the fact that we all know this phrase that none of us chose the families that we were born into, right. and, you know, so not only did you not choose the family you're born into, but if you're born in the ministry, you didn't choose their occupation, which no one does, but that's the one occupation, not the one, but it is a big one that's going to determine yeah. a lot of the things in your life that you are completely out of control. Yes. In other words, yeah. it's not in your control, the eyes on you and things like that. So they didn't ask for this, but yet they are given that. And it is a blessing and it is a burden as well. And so what you said, Amy, the open conversations about that. Yeah. And so when Jordan would come home to have those conversations and to be very careful and not put pressure on them, no, we're pastors, right. so you don't do that. It's just remember that people are always gonna be watching you in life. And as Christians and as Christ followers, as BZets is how we would do it all the time. These are things that we want to be respectful and honoring of other people. So don't put the burden of ministry because they didn't choose to be in a house right. of ministry. Mm -hmm. So take that burden off of them as much as you can, even though other people put it on them. But it's those conversations. That's how we would handle that a lot of times. And it is unfair to them because they didn't ask for it. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's important to parent your child's heart. And you do that by the standard of the word of God. Mm. And so as long as you're parenting your child's heart, their heart is going to be in the right place. And you're having those open communication conversations when they're struggling with something or feeling the pressure. And so as long as their heart is in the right place and they know the standards of the word of God in their life, then um, they're going to have an understanding of what's happening around them yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, go. let me ask, um, you know, Jordan or Connor and Dylan, Emily, you know, what are some of the things that you, when you think back in this and, and you know, you're, you're, you're growing up life, what are some of the things that really have stuck out that your parents did to help you guys through this and to foster those types of conversations and, and, and creating the space that what, what are some things when you look at it and you're like, man, I just remember my dad used to do this or. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that comes to mind um, is kind of what Jordan was saying in them. It's like the, the innocence that people would ask the question like, are you going to go into ministry? Are you going to be a pastor like your dad? Um, that innocent question was something that put tons of pressure on all of us. Um, so that made it hard. That put thoughts in my head like, am I going to do that? I'm still like 
middle high school like no clue what I'm gonna do in my <laughs> life. Like I'm like I, I have no clue. Go get ice cream. I just can't no, wait to get my driver's <laughs> license. I want some tonight. Yeah. And now I'm like rethinking like what am I gonna do with my life? Like do I need to be a pastor? Like this is what I need to do, but it's like not what I want to do at all. So there's tons of pressure from that, which is just comes from such an innocent uh, question. But what my parents did so well is their presence overcame all that pressure by just making sure they knew we had a calling on our life. Not that it was ministry, but God had a calling and a purpose for us. Whether it was ministry or not, they were going to um, lead us and guide us in that direction and whatever God uh, has for us. So it was something that really helped me personally because um, could have over uh, just be taken back by all that pressure from other people, but they uh, stood strong and were there guiding us and leading us the whole way. Well, if I can ask the daughter-in-laws, you know, I look at both of you, beautiful, amazing young ladies, three years and three months part of this family. Um, and so what has, have you guys experienced that pressure and have y'all had to navigate that in a little bit of a different way because you're coming in as adults, but you're still in a bit of a glass house and, and you know, you didn't know who God was going to have you marry and the family. And so how have you guys navigated that as daughters? daughter-in-laws in all of this? So I haven't really pinpointed any challenges I've faced thus far. I feel really grateful to be a part of this family, and I feel really grateful when I think about my own kids. I feel really grateful to have two sets of parents now, my in-laws and my birth parents, right? Um, being two great examples of a great marriage and great parents to their kids. So um, I just feel really grateful. Um, but in, the, in terms of talking about the context of ministry, I think I have had my eyes opened to the work that goes into ministry and whether it be Jordan's testimony, you know, whether it's his walk with that or whether it's hearing Dylan or Connor or Emily's walk with that. Um, while I don't have my own, my eyes have been opened to the struggles of that. And um, I, I'm just amazed every day by how much work goes into this and the passion and the, the struggles, but also such the amazing moments that I wouldn't have been able to be a part of otherwise had I not been part of this family. Um, it's just been amazing. And I think proximity creates, um, creates a lot of passion in a lot of ways. And while I was very much a part of church growing up, my family attended Bayside. That's how I met Jordan and how I met the rest of the Bazette family. Um, I think it's, it's one thing going to church, but then it's another thing being able to be with the family and be really in the trenches of ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel really grateful. But I, I can't pinpoint any challenges necessarily. But I don't know. Ask me in a few years. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's good. We have three years now of no like, right. wow. So you're doing something right. That's true. Well, <laughs> You've done some things right. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, we'll let Brooke answer the question, but I actually <laughs> thought of a great, I, I have a great follow-up question. I can't wait to oh, ask. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that it's just been so awesome to be a part of the family. It's been one of the biggest blessings of my life. Um, I'm from Arkansas and I moved here last year to Florida. And so having a family that's so welcoming, so inviting and just feels like family has been the best. And not only did I get the Bizette family, but I also got Bayside family and that's been super awesome. And so I've loved that. But for me, it has been more challenging. And I think that's just because I am new here. And so people don't really know who I am yet, but now because I have the Bizette last name, sometimes people look at me differently and they don't know me for me. And so just kind of establishing myself here has been harder because it's like, I want people to know me for Brooke, not for Brooke Bizette, even though I am so proud to have mm -hmm. that last name. 
um, I think that's just been more of a challenge for me. I think so. That, that's that's awesome. I'm thinking about people that are listening. Okay, they're the, the people that are listening are pastors and and they they have kids as well, or perhaps it could even be some kids. So to I to start your own identity as not being a, a bees that this is different for you because you moved in from out of town. Is there any tips that you could give people as they're coming into a family of ministry like that to how do you identify or develop your own identity apart from that? What are, have you figured any of those things out yet? Wow, Randy, that is such a great question. And, you know, if it's okay, I think before we jump into that answer, Brooke, because I know you're going to have some great nuggets, you know, we've had uh, some great conversation up until now. So I think we should kind of pause here and, you know, leave our listeners hanging a little bit. Sometimes that's fun to do. And we should do a part two of this conversation. And so for those of you that are joining us, uh, we really hope that you have enjoyed the conversation up to now. And we hope that you join us for the next episode in this series as we continue the conversation with the Bezet family and learn from them and all that God has shown them. So until next time, we hope you have a great day and we look forward to seeing you and being a part of the next episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.